Welcome to Empowered Thinking at Play. I'm Kim Nelson, writer, meditation teacher, confidence coach, and someone with a very curious mind. I'm here talking to guests and exploring what makes them feel empowered, how they've created a stronger mindset, and their interpretation of what empowerment really is. My guest today is Jan Mouton. He's an embodied transformation coach specialised in breathwork and soul healing. I actually interviewed Jan before on a podcast I co-host called The Slowdown, which sparked a lively discussion on triggers. I thought we should talk further on this topic because it's really very interesting and particularly on how we can discover what our triggers are and ways to deal with them. We also discuss more about his work as a breath and soul healer and his recent discovery that changing the body changes the way we think. We certainly covered a lot of topics related to the body and how to connect more with our power. I, for one, felt more empowered after speaking to Jan, which I suspect you will too. Enjoy. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Kim, how are you? Hi, this time the connection is so much better. Yes, I have my headphones. Cool, and thank you for um, talking to me on a Sunday, which is supposed to be a day of rest. Are you resting Mm today? Uh, Half and half. Being like um, busy with my passion is also like resting for me. So my work is my, my, let's say, my, um, my pleasure. So I, I never really work. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do an interview about empowerment. And mm-hmm. as you requested, I'm going to ask you the first question, which usually I'll save till later in the interview. You want it to be first. What is your definition of empowerment? Well, um, for me, empowerment is literally regaining our power many people in our western society lost in fact their innate power most people live like disconnected from nature they live in very artificial environments and they mostly use only their mental brain in in our civilized world we became like a kind of walking brains. And for me, this is one of the reasons why we are disempowered. So the best way to regain our power is to reconnect to our body experience. And by doing so, um, realigning our brain with our intelligence of the heart and the belly. So realigning head, heart, belly. And so we become more present in the here and now and have more access to our intuition and all the information that is available within us and around us. And this allows us us to live a more intense life and be more able to find the right answer in any situation by being present in ourselves and not only in our mind. And for me, this is um, the definition of, uh, of empowerment. Mm, I love that. Whenever I ask that question, I always get a different answer. 
And I really love that answer that you gave. And this is is something that you do actually in your work, isn't it? It's when you specialize in trauma, soul and system healing, this is all connected. I'm also a business coach. So I use and a business also, coach. yeah, as well in, uh, in therapy settings as in uh, business settings. And for me, leaders that are aware of their body are more powerfully, powerful leaders. They are more present with themselves and they are able to embody more security, radiate ex- inclusiveness instead of being defensive. Be- leaders that feel good in their skin are more grounded and they are more powerful leaders. So I also in my coaching more and more, I help leaders to become aware of their body experience in order to make them stronger. And I also use it, of course, in my therapy practice where I work more with uh, traumatized people. Mm. And how are you doing that? Ah. Um, there must be many ways so maybe an example yeah what happens with um, most of the people is that uh, during their education and often um, due to traumatic experiences in childhood many people are cut off from parts of themselves and often also cut off from their higher self. So in order to please their parents and education, educators, they have learned to put aside certain desires and needs. And they develop like a kind of an adaptation strategy to survive. And they limit themselves as it were. And this also often translates in blocked energy in the body. Uh, Wilhelm Reich, a famous uh, psychiatrist of the 20th century, called this the body armoring. And what I do in my therapy practice is, in fact, helping people to uh, release stuck energy in their body in order to regain parts of themselves that they have put aside. Uh, like through body work and moving and breath work, I help them to de-block de- stuck energy and in this way free uh, locked up parts of themselves. Uh, for instance, um, regaining contact with the joyous girl that someone has put aside, the joyous girl that was hurt, heal the pain of that joyous girl and regain it in actual life and this I do via mostly breath and body work. And is it mostly one-to-one that you do or group work? Um, Both but mostly one-to-one. And does it consist of asking lots of questions first? Uh, I don't need so much information. If I know like the basic um, and impactful things that have happened in someone's life and how most important is how do they experience this at this moment. So I help people to be present in their body and for instance get in contact with their anger 
or with their pain. And mostly, uh, this pain or this anger has a specific place in the body. And we go to that place and we try to have access to that place through breathing. We activate it and we help, or I help people to release the pain that is stored in the body and that is linked to um, yeah, like restrictions that someone has imposed on him or herself to survive. Many people live in a kind of a survival modus. They are traumatized and they develop like a kind of a surviving strategy to deal with it. But if you're surviving, you're not fully living. So if you want to be empowered, you have to be able to step out of your survival strategy. And this is only possible if you deal with your traumas. And is that mostly through breath work? Um, breath work is the most uh, powerful way to have access to that. But um, like uh, mostly in business settings, I use more like uh, more accessible approaches and this is mostly like becoming aware of, for instance, I, I last week I did a coaching of an international project manager that was um, very upset and was ready to, was really nearly crashing about uh, the project that was not going very well. And at that moment, I helped him to become aware of his body experience and try to deal with that experience in order to relax his body. And I gave him like some very useful tips and tricks. When he's triggered to slow down his reaction and have a more adult reaction in kind of a, instead of a childish reaction. And the next meetings he has had were much more, much better, in fact. It had immediately effect that he became aware of his uh, body experience and changed his body experience. And we also talked about where that came from. And he became aware of that, that uh, in that case, uh, it came like from his education where he thought that he only would be appreciated and loved if he was performing well at school. And now he had a feeling that in this project he was not performing well, and this triggered, in fact, that childish experience of not being loved. And we worked with that and also with trying to release, relax the body instead of um, being triggered, in fact, by childish, uh, a childish reaction pattern. Mm. Can you explain more, a bit more about triggers? Because, you know, we obviously all have them. How can we discover what ours are and ways to deal with them? Triggers are, in fact, um, unconscious memories of past traumas that are reactivated in the current situation. And the best way to discover them is if you have reactions that are out of proportion with the actual threat or the actual situation. I give an example for myself. 
I was myself bullied as a child. And each time, even today, when I'm confronted with people that I consider as like being narcissistic or like people that are selling themselves in an explicit way, I feel like, like my qualities are not recognized and I get a bit angry. And this is because it reminds me, in fact, uh, of my youth, where I was unable to fully show my talents and I, where I was fully bullied by like the successful narcissistic boys. And each time I'm confronted with this, this is reactivated again, you see? And in fact, that's not proportional to the situation because most of these people are nice people, but it activates something from the past that is not proportional to the real threat happening. You understand? Mm -hmm. Yes. And like people like have difficulty to give a presentation. And in fact, their fear to speak in front of a public is out of proportion of the real threat because mostly the audience is not dangerous, but they feel very anxious. That is because they have bad experience about this in their emotional memories, about situations in the past, for instance, at school, where a teacher maybe give um, remarks about the way they were performing or whatever, and this is stored in our memory, and each time that we are confronted with a situation that remind us, reminds us unconsciously with that past experience, we are like overwhelmed. And a typical reaction is that we freeze, like, ah, whoa. And if you experience that, that means that this is one of your triggers. I call them red bottoms. And each hmm. person has different red bottoms. And all of a sudden you do something with somebody and you see, whoa, this is a reaction I didn't expect. Then good chance that you pushed on a red bottom you were not aware of, but has, that has to do with past experiences from that person. Like people that mm. are getting angry. Most of the time they are angry because, and their anger is out of proportion about, uh, out of proportion, proportion to the real situation. Or people that are chronically aggressive. This has to do with, they are triggered about something that has nothing to do with you, but has to do with something they have experienced in their life and that is in their emotion, stored in their emotional memory. Mm, it's very interesting because you don't realize it until it happens and then you wonder, why did I react like that? Yes. And it's called a trigger. Yes. And the best way to deal with that is, that, is to, like if I do co more in a coaching set setting, uh, is like to look at it and not run away from it and become aware that this is a kind of a childish reaction and that you become aware each time it happens and that you start stepping out of a kind of an automatic pilot reaction and the second step and most it helps mostly if you do like 
a body reaction, release the tension that is linked to the trigger. And the most effective way is, that, is to do that via the body so that next time you don't do again and again and again the same reaction. Actually, just before I came onto this podcast with you, this um, post came up on my um, Facebook feed and it was this. Um, it said, um, children who are raised in chaos become adults who are triggered by peace. And I thought that was interesting. Have you come across anyone like that who are triggered by peace? Well, <laughs> that's an interesting one. In fact, in general, most traumatized people are looking for peace. And mm. that's why um, many traumatized people are also kind of spiritual people. And their healing process is also kind of a spiritual path. And that's in some way the gift of trauma that you become aware, more aware maybe than people that are not traumatized and that you're developing yourself and that you're looking for peace of mind, etc. And yeah. That's, that's maybe what it means. I don't know. But that's my interpretation of what you, mm, you're telling me. That's really interesting. Yeah. Can you tell me more about this soul healing that you do? It sounds fascinating. Well, um, as I said, traumatized people um, have put aside parts of themselves in order to survive danger and they lost in some way parts of themselves part of their souls and they developed a strategy to survive and soul healing is in fact regaining the lost parts of yourself last weekend now i had a person uh, that has suffered a lot in her uh, adult life and we worked on um, regaining joy. She has had lost like the joyous girl inside of herself. And through mostly movement and body work, we regain that joy that was lost and that was put aside in order to survive the danger and the difficulties that she was confronted with. So that is, in fact, parts of your soul, parts of yourself that you have lost and that you can regain through conscious uh, exercise. Mm, gosh, that sounds really interesting. You meet so many people, don't you, with all the amazing stories they have? <laughs> Everybody is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I guess people are very willing to talk to you. They open up to you. Yeah, I presume, yes. And what is important is, is also to find the right layer to access that. Like, for instance, in business settings, people are sometimes uh, have resistance to contact their body. So we have to work on a very simple, evident-based uh, level that gives immediate awareness. 
like in more therapeutic settings, we can, my mandate is also different, we can access other layers. And so I think what I'm able, what I'm good in is finding the right way and the right level to access the issue. You have some obstacles that you have to deal with. What other obstacles you have to do? Have you come across? Um, yeah, resistance mm. as well. But that's that's maybe not the right word. But um, as well in uh, more therapeutic settings as in business settings, like being afraid to look at um, look behind your defense system because people did build a kind of a defense system and it's a bit scary to look behind your defense system so it's very important to create an environment that is safe uh, where people are not judged and where people can express their issues at their level they want to express them and that are safe for them so i, I mean mm. i never push people i invite people i create the right setting to heal something on the level where they are ready to heal that's very important because if you like push people um, they, it doesn't work. Last I had a, a session with, a, uh, in a therapeutic session with a woman that was hard, that had experienced so many abuses. And the first session, they even, she even didn't talk about abuse. And he, even the, the slightest body, uh, exercise was already too much for her and the next session we went a little bit deeper and the next session again a little bit deeper and now step by step by steps is ready to um, to confront if you want with the pain that she has been hiding and blocking for so long because this pain is so overwhelming that if we look um, immediately, 100% to it, that person can't handle it. So we have to do step by step. Also in business, step by step. And I have to have a mandate to, to do that. You know, people are free, mm -hmm. people are free to open to the degree that is possible for them. Yeah, I mean, how many sessions has it taken for that woman to be able to? Ooh, we are in the third session now. And okay. little by little, she's able to have access to her body memory because abused people that body never forgets, don't forget what they have experienced. And so she's able to little by little uh, allow her body to remember what has happened and express what she couldn't express the moment 
she had a terrible experiences so it's very little by little by little and i think she in this case she will need uh, quite a lot of sessions because um, these are terrible experiences sounds like intense work and sometimes like people that have um, that don't feel well in their skin or that have uh, more um, I can't say light trauma traumas because no trauma is light it's like they have one two three sessions and they are healed I don't like uh, to have people coming back again and again and again I'm like more short intervention release the pain and then go on I'm not a kind of coach or therapist that does long uh, talking mm. sessions and sometimes I hear from people they, they are with a therapist for one year and they say you know I'm with a therapist but it doesn't really help me and then I'm asking why are you going to the therapist <laughs> why are you still going mm. to the therapist <laughs> yes what problem through the body experience this is for me the most effective way to deal with um, psychological issue is in fact through the body experience mm. yeah sounds like it can you explain to me how your breath work empowers and what you do in a breath healing session um, in um, breath healing session in fact um, i ask people to breathe in a conscious and uninterrupted way in order to activate their uh, nerve system and also to activate uh, the more unconscious part of their brain. And by doing so, I help them to release the tension in their body and also to process the pain that hasn't been processed the moment that the traumatic event happened. Uh, so in fact, I help them to de-block blocked energy in their body and process unprocessed memories in the unconscious brain, which has a tremendous uh, effect. Most people feel after uh, a session like they feel much lighter and a lot of tension has been uh, released. I help them by breathing. You open up the body and you allow the body to express what has not been expressed and that is still stuck in, the, in your energy system, if you want. Giving your body space, relaxing your body influences the way you're thinking. If you change your body, the way you open up your body, you change the way you think. That's, that's just amazing. That's recent discoveries I made, and it's very, very effective. Also, like for people that have stress, etc., just help them to relax, be present in their body, open up, and that uh, shit in our mind becomes much less. Mm, very interesting. Love the sound of that. 
Yes, I've got some quick fire questions for yeah. you just to round off. So just say the first thing that comes to your head. Give it a try. <laughs> okay. What one thing have you learned about yourself this year? Um, not forcing myself to achieve something. Going with uh, accessing the flow instead of forcing things. Mm. That's a good one. What would you like to learn? <laughs> I'm an introverted person, so give me some time. My, um, what skill would you like to learn? Maybe, maybe still more tuning in into the presence and having um, confidence that uh, whatever the question is or whatever the problem is, the solution is uh, accessible and is in the air. And if I tune in into and I'm open to receive the solution, the solution will come. Mm. Always. Always. Have, having like trust, that's the word. Having trust in that if I'm open for it, the solution will come anyway. And any situation with any kind of client, uh, etc. Because sometimes I'm wondering, am I really good? Am I, is it possible? Will, it be, will I be able to solve uh, the question? And still more put this aside and just being present, being open that what comes in the conversation and trusting that the solution that is a right solution at this moment for this client will happen. Nice. If you were to write your autobiography, what would it be called? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, hmm. maybe the way of the wounded healer or something oh that's nice what one thing do you think we all need to learn how to do um, I think stop dramatizing Stop fucking up our mind and uh, trusting that the right thing happens at the right moment. I agree. All right. We are all in the process of becoming. Who do you feel you are becoming? I would... Um... Maybe I don't want to become somebody. Maybe I would like to more become like nobody. <laughs> because that, that somebody is like an identity or a concept. Or, and in fact, I would like to become like an empty channel 
um, that is not listening to his ego and not listening to who he is, but more listening to what happens and what is present. So maybe I don't so want so much to become someone. Maybe I want to become no one. <laughs> you understand? That's a really interesting answer. I'm going to be having to digest that after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The, like the quest to become lot. somebody is maybe a problem. <laughs> it's maybe an ego issue. <laughs> Uh, maybe yeah. letting go the ego is maybe one of the biggest challenges of uh, of our life yeah i agree very good point do you use any words or strength or affirmations when you want to feel yourself st feel stronger is there a mantra or something that you you say to yourself um not so much but um before i meet a client I definitely try to take some time to ground myself and to empty my mind and to tune in into that person. So it's more like, um, I, I don't use a word, but it's, it's more like centering myself, being completely present, emptying my mind and focusing on the person that I'm going to meet. This is absolutely necessary to do good work. And that's the way I, there are different techniques to do that, but that's what I do. That's really interesting because you're taking or feeling other people's yes. energy. And so there's a lot that you're receiving. How do you block energy that isn't good for you? That's a challenge. Honestly, that's mm. a challenge. Um, sometimes I am a bit tired. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh, take care, make sure that you ground yourself. Because I'm, I'm like a kind of a sponge, sponge, sponge in English. Yes. Um, without knowing it. Uh, so I, uh, I need to like to ground myself and make sure that I take enough rest to not uh, be overwhelmed by my work anyway yeah how do you rest by the way ah. um, I try to sleep enough that's very simple I try mm. to be in nature I have a garden you know that you have been here I have a garden I see yes. nature uh, I try to meditate I do yoga that makes me reconnecting with my body and uh, at least one moment per day, I do an active exercise to be present and ground myself. And I sleep enough. Mm. Most, many people yeah. chronically don't sleep enough. That's true. Well, as always, it's always fascinating talking to you. I can't wait for that autobiography to be published. <laughs> do you want to be my... Ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love yeah. that role. You know, my, my head is so full 
that someone should help me to, to structure a bit my, my thoughts, in fact. Yeah, that would be helpful. I would be up for that, yeah. for sure. In the meantime, how can people find you? Um, well, I have uh, two websites, www.yanmouton.com or www.embodiedtransformation.com. Uh, or if you simply type Great. my name, Jan Mouton, on um, Google, you will find me. Everybody, yeah, yeah. Jan Mouton. <laughs> you know, Do it. The, the right people <laughs> find their way towards me i don't that's that's also what i mean not trying to push whatever but be present offering something into the world and the right people will uh, find me and just to add jan is joining me on an empowered workshop where we challenge our self-limiting beliefs and that is on Tuesday, the 13th of October at 7.30 p.m. British Summertime. You can find out more about that workshop on my website, which is Mindful Thinking at Play. So do check it out. It's going to be a really good workshop. Until next time. <laughs>